0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, the Warrior Way, a Westcliff University athletics podcast. As always, I am joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff. University. We are going to get to a very timely and interesting topic today but before we do that we have to start as we do every podcast with our fast facts. We got one or two funny fast facts today about sports and they're predominantly about baseball. Yep I'm a little bit biased but Sean I want to see if you know the answer to this trivia question about sports. There are two days a year and two days only that feature no professional sports of any kind. No Major League Baseball, no NHL, no NBA, no NFL. Do you know what two days of the year have absolutely no professional major sports?
1: Well, Sharon, dog, I'm going to say Easter being one. Okay. You know, so I'm going to say Easter. And then... Uh, I don't know what the hell the next one is. I just (laughs) really can't think of it.
0: Okay. The interesting thing, and I know this just because it's more baseball related, the All-Star Game for baseball is always on a Tuesday. It's generally in July. The day before the All-Star Game, Monday, and the day after the All-Star Game, Wednesday, are the only two days of the year that feature no professional sports. So they do play sports on Easter. All right. Yep, interesting. Now, right. here's here's a funny fast fact that Major League Baseball umpires are required to wear black underwear in case they sp- <laughs> in case they split their pants. That oh, is-
1: I was thinking in case they boo boo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you know, uh but I mean okay. I understand splitting their pants, but I mean if you boo boo <laughs> oh you don't gosh. want the whiteies. You don't want the skivvy whiteies on if you're boo boo. Oh you know my, yeah. So <laughs> I was thinking you're gonna say that you know, because if they boo boo.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, I certainly hope that they're wearing underwear just in case Can they do that. Can you imagine that, that oh my, you no, know I No, mean? absolutely not. You know, you just say, strike! Ooh! <laughs> boo-boo. Ooh! I just
1: boo-boo. Oh, my oh. gosh. The, and then, the, well, you know, then you gotta clamp them butt cheeks up till you get to the
0: sideline, you the, know? The problem is the visual you just gave me. I can't get out of my head. and I'm it's saying, It's man. probably going to affect the rest hey, of this podcast. listen,
1: you know, the world don't want to admit it, but we all been like, I gotta go to the bathroom. You gotta Clamp up them butt cheeks oh my before gosh. you get to that porcelain god over there. how do you like, ooh, uh, can I get there? And the closer you get there, the more you gotta boo boo. Oh, did, you know what I'm talking about, America. I know you know. How did, we all been there?
0: How did we go down this path already? I'm at the just very saying, beginning man.
1: You know, it's just real. We gotta keep it real with the folks. Oh, that's clamp funny. Clamp them butt cheeks before you boo boo. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, umpires, wear them black drawers. Yeah, wear
0: the black underwear. But, hey, all black everything. I see you, Jay-Z, out there. Oh, all my black God, that's everything. funny. That's fu- okay, that was an angle I didn't think of. So, all right, we'll 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 accept that. Oh, my gosh. You're so far ahead of everybody on this. It's uh, it's incredible how, how your mind took you there. But it makes sense. So I can agree with it. Hey, today, uh, sir, I had a feeling that uh, we should do a show called Follow the Money. Now, oh. yep. Now we're we're talking about the business of sports and the money in sports. The culture Jerry, it's created. Yep. Show me the money. Show me Jerry. the money. Yep. Cuba Gooding Jr. Um. You know, and there's something prophetic about that. And you know, this is a little bit more in your wheelhouse. I always like to throw you a, a little bit of a bone. We all know that's a
1: lie. That's a setup. No, 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 no. I hear that's a setup.
0: No, I'll tell you why. You know, over the last, well, since free agency, basically, which was Kurt Flood, who started that uh, in Major League Baseball, you know, the 60s, 70s, Andy Smith was the first one that really went through that. He was a pitcher for the Dodgers and a couple other teams. But free agency has changed the landscape of sports. And in that same vein, sports agents have really driven the business of sport. And I say that it's in your wheelhouse because Deshaun, I believe your oldest son, correct?
1: Yeah, he's my middle son. But oh, your older. middle
0: son, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's he, all good. He's he's a sports agent, correct? Absolutely. Right. So yeah, at some sometime along the way I certainly would like to have him on the show to be able to talk about this because his point of view um, may be similar, maybe a little bit different. I'm sure he would be able to bring a few things to this conversation that you and Agreed. I might not yeah, that you and I might not think of. Now I'm to be honest with you. I'm a little bit bitter, and I'll I'll tell you why. Uh, I played professional baseball in the Astros organization. I was drafted in 1988. 88. And, yeah, and when I got drafted, uh, it was the 12th round, uh, and I got a four thousand dollar bonus. That was my that was my draft slot back then. At the time. The average major league salary in 1988 was $441,000. That's the wow. average salary, which back then was a golden carrot because it was hey, a lot of money. Hey, that's still a
1: lot of cash, though.
0: Yeah, you know. But, but,
1: I, I, but I hear you in comparison to where we are today, but, you know, yeah. $400,000, sure.
0: Yeah. I'm Four, not mad at
1: 400000
0: No, that was the average. It wasn't the minimum because the major league minimum now. If, when you get to a major league team and you sign that contract and you have enough service time, the major league minimum that you have to make is $563,500. The average salary today is $4.38 million. And I bring that mm. up. Now, that has to do with guys like Mike Trout, who make $43 million a year and skew the scale. Right, so,
1: right. So, you know, hey, hey, Sherm, sure. I'm going to tell you right now. You See, you say you're a little bitter, Right. And uh, shout out to my sister. Uh, her name is Kimberly Harris out in D.C. She has a podcast called Bitter Greens, and that's what that's all about. You So right now you got some Bitter Greens. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you got some Bitter Greens about this money, this cashola, this Tommy Matola that you missed out <laughs> on, you yeah. know, this four grand that can't even fit, fix a Prius right now. you 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 upset right now. I feel you, man.
0: Yeah, as I said I'm, I'm a saying? Bit but,
1: but you went the 12th round, Sherm, which is very good. For baseball, right? But he ain't good enough to get that cash you was looking
0: for. No, of course not. Although, but here's my question for but you. But
1: you deserved it, though.
0: Oh, well, maybe. Maybe. You did. You're a hell of a player. Well, sir. I didn't hit the slider enough, which is why I'm here now. You know, if I could hit the ball a little bit better, maybe I would have had a bit of a career. But I'm very happy where I am. You but can I'm- hit the
1: slider now, sure. Matter of fact, you know, after our baseball game, I'm going to have to throw the slider.
0: You mean our basketball game?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. sorry. Okay. Well, we're going to okay. baseball, too. We're going to have baseball, too, now. Okay. You just made me think of it, right? All right, all right. So we're going to go ahead and see if Sherm can hit the slider. Well, that would like- be the next one after that. Can can he hit the slider
0: well, that depends now, on who's throwing it. Because I watched you throw out the first pitch last year, and it would yeah, not. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey,
1: you know, the only thing gonna give me redemption is when I throw that heat this year. Okay, so you're throwing I'm throwing it the here. heat this year. Oh, I'm throwing the heat this year. <laughs> okay. But, 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 sure. To your point, I could hit the slider though. Okay, I, I had a problem with the curve.
0: Oh, okay. So you're more on speed than off speed. I yeah, get yeah. Okay.
1: I had, but guess what? I was never as good as you, so who cares?
0: Uh, okay. Here's my, All right. I'm going to let that one slide. Here, Here is my question to you, though. Knowing where we were at the beginning of sports, and yes, the market changes, but we got guys making, you know, $30, 40000000 million a year in a variety of sports because the largest sports contract to date is Patrick Mahomes, who signed a $503 million contract. Incentive-laden, right. but it's certainly possible that he could make half a billion dollars. Now, that
1: Deshaun Watson contract, not bad either. That was I huge. Mean, it's right yeah. behind it. That's $40 million a shorter, year. It, and it's a shorter deal. Right. So I'm not right. for sure, you know, if Patsy Mahomes got the better deal.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. You know, But well, that's got, to be debated. I get it. I yeah, get it. but here's my question for you. That, you know, we go back 20 years, and all these numbers are very different. So 20 years from now... Where do you see the business, the landscape, the money of sports? I mean, do we are the players going to get ownership or 1% of the gate, or is it not well, going to change?
1: Let me tell you something, Sherm. At the end of the day, the players are still the end user of this process, so they're still underpaid. Okay, They're still underpaid. LeBron James is box office. He doesn't get the amount of salary that he brings in. Let's not sit up there and act like that. I know, you know, number one – you know, America want to put their in, you know, the athlete shoes like they normal people. They're not normal people. <laughs> okay, athletes are, are unique. They're not half a percent of humans running around here that can do some extraordinary things, and we love to watch them. So, it's an entertainment business, sure. Right? So, they the end users of an entertainment business, and and athletes, and I know we deal with sports athletes, but, you know, athletes in general, is skilled labor. So a skilled labor. is no different than an electrician or, you know, a journeyman. Because it's repetitive behavior, Sherm. And that's what I'm saying. In order for you to get better, you have to put in reps. And reps on top of reps on top of reps. So it's skilled labor. They're just in the entertainment field. So, you know, it's it's a little bigger draw when you look at money. But they're not getting paid what they deserve. So, you know, I'm kind of confused. You, you think that... Free agency has messed it up for everybody? Is no, that what no, you're I didn't. No, no. I said it's cha- it
0: changed the landscape. I didn't it, say it It has, it up. but you
1: don't think it's changed it in a good way?
0: Well, uh, yeah, but here, you know, along the same line of questioning, you got a guy like LeBron James, who you know is worth nine figures, right? I mean, the guy's Easy. easily. Now, he makes, and a lot of these athletes make money off of their chosen field of play. So, as they should, right? That's what okay.
1: commercials do for
0: all the owners, exactly. So, when it comes to contract time, and you're an established player, let's talk about LeBron James, or we could talk about anybody who's who's a big name in their sport, and they're right. already worth nine figures, right? And they're looking to get 40 or 50 million dollars a year, especially basketball. As you they know, those, should. Ma- those max contracts is that is it is it about the prestige of making more money than the next guy? I mean, how much well, money do you need if, if you're already worth nine figures?
1: You need everything. I ain't leaving no crumbs on the table. No, I you know you want to get
0: you want to get everything you can, obviously.
1: It's called your value. You want your max value for what it is. But we know in sports, because we have contracts, it's not going to happen. And it has so, nothing to do with team. So this is what's so funny about it, right? We, we try to convolute the whole environment about, oh, it's a team sport. It's not a team sport when they draft you. They draft one person. They don't bring your whole high school team with you to college. They don't bring your whole college team with you to the pros. It's about you, the individual, and how you fit in the scheme of things and what they're trying to do at the next level. So we, we try to have it a little convoluted to where, you know, we, we try to make these guys feel guilty about, you know, being Tom Brady and he deciding to turn down money, right, because his financial situation was different for Reigns. It ain't about that. Every every person want to win, but they want to get their max value. Every every athlete, know you got an expiration date. And for those who can go on and play after college, I said, get everything you need, get that generational money you need so your family for generations and generations can get paid. Okay? Because there's something called reruns on a great show, isn't it? In Hollywood. And if you don't get your residuals from that, you just broke, right? So, get everything you can get on the table if you're an athlete.
0: Okay, so let me ask you, for yourself in particular, but also keeping in mind the athletes playing the sports, what is more important, the money or the championship?
1: I don't think both. That's an unfair question. You know, it's an unfair question. Why is that? Because at the end of the day, when they draft you, it's about you. They ain't They ain't talking about championships at that point. They're putting the game together.
0: Yeah, so, but you I know mean, there's there there you, are So you going
1: to take the discount? I'm not taking no discounts. Okay, I don't expect any players to take a discount.
0: Okay, but players do. You know, they'll they, they, they'll they, give you the they, hometown discount because they also want to win or they'll defer salary. That's what their we salary. call it,
1: Sherm. That's what we call it, Sherm. You know, their their situations change after their second contract, so they can they can give a yeah, little bit rookie, back. But they try to get on the back different. end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Rookie yeah. contracts are different. I get it. But once you're established and you've had your success, you know, there's right. a team, you know, you could talk about like Tom Brady. OK, his time right. in New England was finished. He went to the Bucks, and the Bucks have a pretty good chance because they've got a really good receiving core and a pretty good defense. So right. he saw the opportunity thinking that, you know what, uh, maybe I'm done taking the hometown discount, although he has
1: a great helpmate. Sure, he That's had a true. great helpmate, right? Yep, yep. So his financial situation is, but when we when we look at the landscapes and the demographics of sports, right? And baseball is kind of one of those we can't because it's a it's a little rich sport, you know, compared to basketball. Okay, the humble it's not humble beginnings. It's not that many humble beginnings for baseball unless you defect them from a communist, you know, country. You know, it, it's not humble. It's America's pastime. So it's a little bit different. You gotta have a little cash to play uh, baseball when you're growing up, and a lot of guys that's coming through, you know, in these different sports, they come from humble beginnings, right? They 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 broke, man. You know this this makes a difference for them, you know. And I'm not saying that it's no broke baseball players, but it's very few compared to soccer, compared to basketball and some other uh, boxing. You know, these dudes come straight from the streets, man. Hmm. You know, most of them came out of jail, man. This is everything they got. So their whole financial situation is a lot different. You know, baseball, you playing in stadiums, man. Stadiums across the world, you know, across the country. It's not like that for every other sport. So the humble beginning is a lot different. You know, we even see the complexity of that in, in college athletics of who can pay for school and who can't. You know, most of our students that they play baseball normally can handle financial aid and any out-of-pocket expenses. That's not the same with soccer. That's not the same with basketball. Okay? That's that's not the same with some of the other sports. And I think we got to, if we're going to be honest about this, uh, we got to make sure, you know, that we, we actually, you know, look at the totality of the whole, you know, situation. So, I mean... So I'm saying, Sherm, get your money. Okay, uh, it's up for the GMs to figure out how to bring a championship in, because you don't have to have a bunch of talented dudes to get a championship. See, that's one thing about a team; it's collectively, you're great collectively. Now, can an individual in certain sports pull you over? Absolutely, right? And they're game changers. That's what they call. They mm-hmm. call game changers, right, right? Right. So, I don't think you know it's fair for us to ask any athlete to minimize your success for the team. Let me tell you, a normal dude or, or, or lady is not gonna come to work and I pull him in the office and I say, hey, you know, can you take a discount so so Judy can come and be a receptionist so we can just win the day? She'd be like, hell no. Mm. He'd be like, hell no, I gotta take care of my bills, my family. You know, that'd be like me, Sherm, saying, hey, you know what? Uh, I need you to take a discount so we can bring on water polo.
0: Okay. I you understand. Gonna do
1: that? You're gonna do that for the team?
0: Okay. I understand your point. They don't point. mean
1: that you don't love water polo. They don't mean you don't wanna see it succeed, but but why would you uh neutralize your talents, you know? And, okay. and it's my job to figure that out.
0: Okay. Yeah, I un- I understand your point. Here here's another point that kind of goes along the same. You get an athlete And it depends on the sport because football is very different from basketball and baseball in that most especially the the established players in baseball and basketball get guaranteed contracts so after they sign on the dotted line for nine figures and there are plenty of guys they don't have to perform they don't have to be great they all they have to do is keep their mouth shut do the best they can collect their check but you know the the sports. but we talking
1: about leader. We talking about leadership now.
0: Sherm. Yeah, I know. But the the point is, is that we've got established guys who are who struggle and they still get paid. You know, why yeah, can't it? So, I mean, why can't it be incentive based?
1: But see, here's the deal. I mean, that's up to leadership. Okay, so when you come to a job and you don't perform, you get course correction action, right? So I mean, it's the same thing. It's work. Sure. So when you we know it. So when you can't be motivated. Right, you got to be disciplined. When you can't be disciplined, you got to be motivated. And we're trying to get both out of them. But you know, those guys have a skipper. Those guys have a coach. It's their job, it's their coach to make sure they're motivated. They're on the same playing field. It's not because they make an X amount of dollars. You know, you're talking about hunger. Is that what you're saying? They don't have that same passion for the game.
0: Well, maybe they do. But you know, if you're having a bad year, you still get. It happens to all of us. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there are every team in every sport has their bad contracts—a guy they signed or a lady they signed who just didn't perform. And I mean, there—I could cite tons of them. I got them written down. So this down. is
1: this is what I have to say about that. You know, um, you know that's that that's kind of a, a twofold thing for me. Some of it's a little bit inaccurate for the simple fact of this. Sherm on different teams require you to do different things. And sometimes it's just not a good fit, but that doesn't mean that your talent is not there. We, we've seen guys on the flip side of this SHRM that actually goes to a different team, and we say, wow, man, how they show out? Well, it was the system that they were in. It, it did not highlight the talents and the skill set that they had. You know, sometimes we, we draft a guy, you know, because it's a projection, right? It's a projection. That's the thing, so it's, it, right? And it's what we need as a team. But what we need, but they they might not develop at that pace. So it makes them look like a bust. And then they go to another team, and they looking great because they were at, in a different place in their development for what the team required them to get or needed from them. So I mean, I mean, that's kind of where it is. So I don't never really blame that on, you know, the players. I blame that on your, your draft people. I blame that on the, the, the leadership of the organization because you're drafting them, you know? So you know, and you're, it's like recruiting. You know, don't come cry to me, you know, as your dean of athletics, if you recruit a guy and it don't work the way it's supposed to. Hey, I know this is a microwave environment, but develop some people. And that's what the problem is right now. Sometimes we don't want to develop people or they go to teams, where they want them to win now, right? And then these guys need to develop personally and professionally, and it just don't coincide with each other at the same time. And then America's opinion of them—they bust, and they're not a bust, you know. Then they can't handle the situation, and then mental health get involved, and then they out of the, you know, they out of professional sports, or or they transfer in the transfer portal for college, right? We see it all the time, and and but that doesn't mean that they can't perform or they're not performing. It's just the system doesn't fit for them. Okay. So
0: I understand what you're saying, but here's a really good example. A guy like Josh Hamilton. Okay. He played for the Texas Rangers, uh, the Reds, a couple of teams. He had one or two really good years for the Rangers. He hits free agency and it's all about the free agent dollar because then the angels sign him for, for five years. Now they dished off Torrey Hunter who wanted a 3-year 10 million dollar contract they said we have no money for you. And all right. he all that guy did was become an all-star and maybe one yeah. of the best center fielders ever. Now they signed Josh Hamilton a week later for 5 years, 125 million dollars guaranteed. Now, of those 5 years, let's assume that you're playing you know, it's a 162-game season. So he had the opportunity over five years to play 810 games. He played. Right. He played a total of 240 games, hit 255, struck out 266 times, and only walked 79 times. He did zero. Then he gets hurt, and then the Angels have to cut him. But they still have to pay him to not play for the organization because that contract is guaranteed.
1: You know how much money he brought in? Nothing. It's not it, he, he brought in billions of money. He played he one in and a billion, half seasons of but, five. But he would but he was box office and they used him in marketing. They used him in promos. He he paid for it. That's why they were able to cut him. And and to Anaheim's defense, Tory Hunt wasn't Tory Hunt at that time. He was trending, right? But they was going for a sure shot because they, they wanted to boost ticket sales. They wanted to boost you know um, their prestige. You know, saying, "Hey, look at us! We have arrived, right?" And sometimes the pressure is too much, and we know that the pressure is too much. But hey, baseball play with how many people, sir? On a team total? On the on the team to, to play the sport, how many? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Right? How many people go out there every every time, every inning? Just nine. Right. So where the hell do the other eight people? So, where the hell are the other eight people?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you got. But that's you, my point. I every mean, every team has shit. bench I mean, players, backup players. Yeah, only one pitcher can is, pitch at a time. Right.
1: I understand that. Right. But I mean, it is a team sport now. But see, we don't want to say team then. Right. We don't want to talk about the rest of the dudes. You know. Then, right. We only want to talk about the dude who getting paid the most money. Like I mean, I mean, all I've been hearing, you know, in this Toronto series, right, as they tied it up. Yeah. You know, last night was, oh man, you know how um, you know, uh, Siakam not doing this, he not doing that. He a great dude, right? He just he just got a good contract, and now because he got more money, he's shitty when he don't perform. Like we have bad series. Like, and then I was hearing, you know, the rep, um the commentators talking about, oh man, you know, he's shooting horrible. The ball's just, you know, hitting the front of the rim. You know, it's online. It just don't have enough lift. It could be legs. It could be anything. We know this in sports. I mean, Kobe even talked about it, his rookie year. It was like, hey, I had to get it back in the gym, get my legs together. Everything was online. You know, I just shot air balls because I didn't have my legs, right? So we know it's an easy tweak. We know the guy can do it. But because he has the contract now, they're on his ass. He can't get a break. Well, that's That's BS. That's BS. The dude can ball. You know, he got to get into his intangibles and do some other things, but he didn't automatically go to crap, you know, because, you know, he got the contract, but that's how we view him. And that's the point I'm trying to make. We, we don't give these guys the, the real deal. We don't give the fans the real deal. We, we like to paint the narrative in a way that we want to paint it. When a guy get a good contract, he deserved that contract. He earned that contract. This dude was in the developmental league back and forth hustling, you know, in Toronto. He deserved that contract. But now we're trying to negate that because
0: he got paid. Well, I think the expectation is higher. Once you do it get is paid- the
1: expectation, but we all know it's sports. You're gonna have a bad series. Okay, they were saying the same thing about Kyle Lowry and look at him now. Okay. Kyle Lowry was getting trashed three years ago. Now he got a championship. He was getting trashed, Hmm. okay? He's a baller. He's that dude. He was unstoppable last night. Matter of fact, should this even be, you know, going to a game seven? But then a coach like Brad Stevens, who haven't won anything, he get off the hook? He the leader. But he gets off the hook. How Brad Stevens off the hook? Because we like him. Because he came from a humble background. He wasn't in one of the top college uh, programs, and he snuck in, and he got a little bit of success. But really, what has Brad Stevens done for the Celtics? They underperformed, as far as I'm concerned. They've been underperforming the whole time. But we don't see him getting trashed because he got a friendly little contract as a coach.
0: Okay, but then— Let
1: that be Popovich. Let that be Popovich. Let that be Doc Rivers. Let that be some of these dudes, you know, who, who are namers, who actually want something then we love to trash them because misery loves company.
0: Okay. Well, then how do you trust the process? Oh, it's going to be a five-year, and then now they're out of the playoffs again in the first, uh, first round. And their, Trust coach, what process? their coach is now fired. Well, you know, they're trying to build a process there. Trust me. Who's the pro- trying to build a process? The 76ers. That was their whole, there yeah, was their Yeah, But whole I'm thing. talking
1: about the Celtics. Yeah, I understand. When I'm talking about Brad I understand. But, but, I get it. But okay, I'm 76ers is a little the, different story.
0: And the Celtics are hard to compare because they've got more championships than any other that franchise. That was not
1: in Brad Stevens' time. So uh, come on. Hey, hey, Janet Jackson, with her fine self. She said it best. What have you done, have for, you me done for me
0: lately? Yeah, that was. What late. have she? Well, I was in college. On, what
1: have, <laughs> right. What okay. have you done for me lately? All right. This is sports. This is a win now business. Okay. Now you. What were what you? I mean, you killing and trashing our athletes here. What about the coach?
0: Okay. So, well, wait a second. Wait a second. If this is a win now environment, which it, it cer- is, it certainly is. It's about the championships. I understand that. So ultimately. Who's responsible if they don't win the championship? Wouldn't that be the, the coach
1: and I, the GM? I'm going to the say the GM. the GM. I'll say more the, the GM than the coach. No, the coach is in the front line. See, the coach is in the trenches. You're the closest to the dudes. You're in the trenches. Yeah, I, I know they, that. They sweating and bleeding and falling on the floor for you. They ain't doing that for the GM. I would love to think all my players in, in Westcliff love me so much. they doing it for me, but they're doing it for the coaches. The coaches recruit them, right? they with them. they on the road with them. You know, they lose with them. They win with them. I feel that, you know, I used to be a coach, but I ain't going to sit up here and act like, you know, being a, doc, a dean of athletics is the same as being a coach. It's not. You know, my job is to make sure that I pave the road, that you guys got great games, you got enough money to do what you need to do, and we can pull transactional wins to translate into wins on the in the field of play. Okay. So, I mean, so Danny Ains did his job he brought in you know let's i'm beating up the Celtics today cuz they shouldn't be in a damn game. <laughs> they shouldn't be going to a game 7, let's be honest, right? It's fresh off the
0: press, right? Yeah, they that's Shouldn't true. be in a game 7. Although it I should t- be over. I got to tell you right? I took, I took Toronto in the East
1: and yeah, I and well, I got the good. Clippers I mean, in the West. Hey, here's the deal though. I mean, cuz you knew that I mean, you're a champion and you know you can't measure the heart of another champion and and still until they get knocked out, they still the reigning champs. But at the end of the day what I'm trying to say is like um, it is the coach's responsibility to get all of your athletes on the same page, right? And make sure they, they, they putting out a great product for us fans. It's the coach's responsibility.
0: Okay, but ultimately the GM is the one who signs them and gives the them the GM their contract.
1: job is to make sure he gets the chemistry and, and everything that they need to win. And and in this point, you know, with the Celtics since we I'm ripping the hell out of them today. <laughs> Good. <clears throat> I'm not know, a Celtics Danny fan. Ainge, right? Danny Ainge have has brought in players, okay. He has made those moves. You know, um, you know. Maybe only one move we can say that may be questionable because he's been hurt. And you know, the dude that came from Hayward. Utah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know. But everybody else, I mean, you had Kyrie. You you've had superstars, man. You 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 pulled some strings. Matter of fact, he had more talent than what Doc Rivers had when he was there. Even though he had the big three, oh, the yeah. big three was there, but they were aging. But Brad Stevens have had a lot of talent that came through the door, and not to even make it to the finals, you know. And now you you might get bounced out. Man, that's your job should be on the line too, just like all these other jobs that's been being lost this year. So, but he gonna get a pass. He's gonna get a pass.
0: Why do you think that is? I mean, he he could be fired just like any of the other coaches who don't. Because get to he the came from humble
1: beginnings. He came from humble beginnings. He's not a threat. He's not making no big time cash in this game of coaching. And where did he come from,
0: Butler. Butler, right? yeah. And they were nothing, so, but they know, got we, two consecutive championship games. But, Lost them both. But but.
1: but but we. So he ain't won nothing in college either. To my point, you know. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, but because we love the story with Butler and. He looks like that mild manner guy and all those kind of things. You know, he's not outspoken. He gets the pass. But he's underperforming over there. If that was a player, we'd be trashing him. Okay, Kimba got paid. Kimba had a bad game last night. Yeah, he did. Right? They trashed him. They said he had to do more. Every time a a, a player has a bad game with a big contract, they trash him. What about what about these coaches? Something called preparation, right? We we heard that from a Hall of Famer. Dan Marr was on our show talking about preparation. Yeah. How he never lost a game. That he, you know, no trap games, he never lost them, right? 10 consecutive, 10 consecutive years of excellence.
0: Yeah, didn't lose. Only a game. lost
1: 16 games yeah. in 10 years. If we look at Gino over there in UConn.
0: He mm. don't lose, bro. No, nope. no, he doesn't. Right? He built the These power. are coaches, man.
1: They don't lose. And, and it's a certain amount of excellence. So it doesn't get lost in the pros. You mm. got to step up, man.
0: Mm. Okay. All so
1: right. It's, it's the coaches got to make that happen. And, and the GM's job is to, to get the attitudes and the chemistry and the contracts and all those things so you can win. So.
0: Okay. All right. So, you know, along those lines, and I had – Mentioned this a little bit earlier. This is one of the reasons I'd like to really talk to Deshaun, your son, who is a sports agent predominantly for basketball. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. I'm okay. a WNBA agent myself. Though, right, sure.
0: right. Okay. All right. So, so I got a little so, insight,
1: but he's better than me. And he's way <laughs> better looking.
0: <laughs> you know what? I have to admit that. He, he is a handsome guy. He, he must he have, Yeah, he got your wife. I like to
1: say I had something to do with nah, it. No, he got your wife.
0: wife's side. <laughs> he got it. I,
1: I agree. <laughs> Especially this thing on wax, too, Sherm. You won't catch me in the trap game.
0: All right. <laughs> That's fine. I can't wait to get you on the court, man, and just play. Um, yeah, Okay. Me either. So, you know, I had mentioned every team has bad contracts, but – um, you know, that's going to happen, especially in today's uh, business of sports landscape. But we've got guys who it are, shouldn't
1: happen. Sherm. That's my point. It shouldn't. Bad contracts should never happen. It, that's on the GM. OK, I get it. It's but accountability. We, right. we, we're skipping around it. Right. But it comes down to accountability. But I'm still trying to figure out why money has anything to do with accountability. Just because you make more money doesn't mean you're less accountable. It actually means that you're putting more accountability on one person's shoulders. That's how we look at it in today's society. Are you today's, saying that's
0: right or wrong?
1: I'm I'm saying it's definitely unfair, but it comes with the territory because this is the way society has looked at it. But one guy, because he's the best player, shouldn't have to shoulder all the blame. But in our society of sports, that's what it is. It should be collectively. The only time that a, that a person should share all the blame is in different sports where you're just the individual. Boxing, that's you. Now, you, you might have your coach, but your performance is, is you. It's not, it's not really, you know, depending on anybody else to help you there. Um, golf, the same way. Uh, tennis, the same way, right? At some point, you know, other uh, – your teammates don't affect you. In, in football, they affect you, man. You know, in basketball, they affect you. In baseball, you know, somebody don't, you know, feel their position, it affects you, right? So it's, it's, it's different. So, you know, so I think it's – a little more um you know i know we're kind of talking broad but it's it's a lot of dynamics when you when you look at it okay but in our society we're saying if you get paid the most money it's your fault that's what we're saying
0: yeah because our expectations are higher
1: why because they got paid
0: yeah but you know what you say it, should you i know, do that at should westcliffe it, so should i it, should
1: look at every coach and whoever getting paid the most money is your it's your fault bro
0: well, it's we, your fault, we're,
1: bro. You're in a different sport, but it's your fault, bro, because we're we're all athletics, you know.
0: But we're holding. You the, you're saying we're going to hold the coaches accountable for for performance, right? It's that's my job. job, right? Okay, that's my job. Okay, but
1: yep, absolutely.
0: You know, you mentioned game changers. Let me throw some names at you that have become game changers across the sports landscape. Jay Z is one of those guys. He affected. Jigga. Yep, Rock Nation. Right. Rock baby. R O C. Rich Paul. Now, these are, guys, these are guys that were not sports guys, but they are now. Right. Rich Paul obviously represents LeBron. Scott Boris, right. of course. Dennis Gilbert, big names. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus, Lee Steinberg. Now, these guys right. are game changers. They control the landscape of the money. You know, there you got a guy like Scott Boris, who is going to his player gets drafted number three overall. And that's right. a million dollar, you know, multi million. But you know what? I'm not really thrilled with the way this is going Shout out
1: to Scott and his team. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have I'm going to have met my son, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. That, that was a blessing right there.
0: Yeah. And so. and they'll hold their guy out. You know, we're not going to sign. We'll go into the next draft and you're going to lose the rights to him unless we get the contract we want. So, you know, these guys are all the sports agents are behind the scenes. I and- want you to
1: say it with your chest, sherm. You trying to say that 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 you know you don't like this game number one you better got the better greens going on because you only got your little 4k and you couldn't go out and buy a super sports car that you think you could have did this year I get it because if you came out this time your talent was good enough to get paid you have millions of dollars I get it it's called timing man using a different era just think of all my people like come on magic could have really got paid bird could have really got paid Mikel would have been a hundred million dollar dude you know the chief would have been crazy like you know let's not even go in the 70s you know oscar Robinson. where would he have been you know like wilt chamberlain yeah of these course dudes, like these right but you was in a different era so don't be you know crying me no river
0: like justin timberlake you know what i mean about it or, why are you so bitter bro i'll tell you why and this is the one example in particular july 1st every year from the year 2000 to the year 2035 is bobby Bonilla day are you familiar with that
1: bobby Bonilla?
0: yeah do you know the story of that I don't know the entire story. Okay, let me let me enlighten you very quickly and our listeners. Um, all right. the, the Mets wanted to um, sign him originally. He all he wanted was a one year six point eight million dollar contract, and right. and they said, well, how about if we do this deferment? And his agent said, this is what we want, and they said, okay. Now Bobby Bonilla has been out of the game for twelve years, and. On the 1st of July, every year until 2035, the Mets have to pay Bobby Bonilla $1.2 million. And that's because of the buyout deal that he signed in the year 2000. And so July 1st, every year, he doesn't play baseball. They're paying him not to play. Right. Because he had a great agent. And I remember specifically when I was in spring training talking to some of the guys, I said, this guy's how did he get drafted so high? How did he get all this money? Because it doesn't look like he's going to be a player. And they all said the same thing. Quote, he has a good agent. That was the answer, not because of his work ethic or his history. No, his agent got him. and, And when you when you pay a player. You gotta play that guy. What's the point of paying him and not putting him on the field or or in, on the court or whatever the field of play is?
1: So what's your point as you sitting here sobbing? My my. So what's your point? You wanted Bobby Bonilla's agent?
0: That hey, you had a chance to get him. I might need that. So when when my next contract with Westcliff comes up, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to negotiate.
1: Nah, we'll cut you. <laughs> Okay, we'll cut you. We'll negotiate. <laughs>
0: that's fine. Maybe I'll get picked up free on the free agent wire somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's no, funny. we'll
1: trash your name. So we'll make sure that doesn't <laughs> happen either. Because that's how the NFL do it. You know what I'm saying? We'll release you and then we'll trash your name. And then all of a sudden, you know, you and ESPN ticker and everybody's trying to figure out how this highly productive person actually is on the ticker. And then we think it's a behavioral issues and find it out is we are just trying to trap you at the market. But but to your point though, Sherm, you know, I get you with the Bobby Bonilla. I mean, you know, I mean that that's smart business, Sherm. And and when we're talking about professional sports, it is a business, right? Now, I know collegiate sports, you know, it is a little bit more pride for for those who are going through it because we look at alumni and everything else. But at the end of the day, your body's going to expire. So your job is to get the best deal possible. And, you know, really, you know, if my son, Dominic, who who is our athlete in our family, if that comes up, you know, he got to get paid, you know. At the end of the day, he want a ball, so does it matter what team you go to? No, you want to go to the team that's going to love you the most and take care of you. That's great. But also, you want to make sure you're financially secure as as well. So I hope his, his future agent, which is his brother, you know, be able to be – um Diligent enough to get him a good deal like the Bonilla deal.
0: Well, you know, as an agent, your sole job is to do the best that you can for your client who is the player. So, so
1: is your sole job is as, as a director of athletics or a GM of a, of a, of a team. You, you got to put your team and your organization in the best situation. Mm. And sometimes it's tough. OK, right. Sometimes it's tough.
0: Absolutely. Now here, I, I, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit low on time and we could talk about this all day. We may have to do a second edition of Follow the Money. We may have to follow and this I, up and, in another podcast. And,
1: and I'll make sure that my son is on that. Yeah. Call.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would like that. You know, the highest paid state employees of most states across the United States, not but all of them. What you saying
1: state employees. Here we go. I
0: know. Listen, though. Hang on a sec. The highest paid state employees are football and basketball coaches. So the highest paid state employee in the state of Alabama is Nick Saban. He makes $11 million a year. And I mean,
1: rightfully so. Have you seen the stadiums?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, what it costs for tuition there now, because students want to go there because of the football experience. It
1: ain't figure skating, Sherm. And that's their state (laughs) sport, right? It ain't Uh, figure skating.
0: That's funny. That's absolutely right. right. Figure skating is their state sport. I, it should be football, absolutely. But, you know, you, could, you can look at any state employee's salary because that is public information, and I guarantee you right. most of those states, not all of them, why, have why professional it, sports.
1: So it's public information because our tax dollars go to it?
0: Well, yeah, you can look it up. Uh, you could look yeah, up just but, about but any state of Yeah, I, I live in
1: California. My tax dollars, my state tax dollars, are not going to Alabama. So only Alabama should be able to see what they're making.
0: Yeah, but I think with the Freedom of Information Act now and the internet, yeah. I, I don't think it's hard to find that out. But it it's how in closing, because I know we just have a couple of minutes. How? Well, I
1: got one for you, sir. Okay. Because you always want to hit me with these fast facts, right? All right. So so what's the state food of
0: Texas? The state food of Texas. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go off the charts here and say crawfish.
1: No. But you know that was a good thing. That's more Louisiana. It's it's, it's, it's actually chili.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Oh man, yeah, I didn't. Think but I about was thinking barbecue, bro. It. Yeah, I okay. I you know, that would have been obvious. So I was since you asked that, yeah. I thought that can't be too obvious. That steak or something like that, chili, yeah, the Texas chili cook Oh yeah, that that is a good one. Thank you very much for that. I like that. Hey, um, in subsequent podcasts, and if we can get uh, your son on, if we can get Deshaun on, I want to ask how it has... might cost his money though. Okay, he's an
1: agent. Now, to your point.
0: Okay, well, that'll come out of Westcliff. So we you, don't got a budget, You, you control that a budget. budget <laughs> you control that budget. What I want to find out is how money and the business of sports has changed athletes and culture and sport. Um, right. And what's going to happen maybe the next 10 or 20 years. You know, he's a young guy. It would be great to have his point of view because my memories are 30 years ago. His are going to be created over the next I'm pr- years. I'm
1: proud of him. You know, he became a sports agent at the tender age of 22 so he was the youngest NBA uh, agent um uh, to be certified at that time frame a couple years ago. Yeah. And now he's 23 and uh he's uh, he got a good clientele base and and he's in his first year of his doctoral program. Hmm. You know, so um you know getting a DBA. So um I think we're going to be hearing from him sometime in the near future, you know, if it goes right. And maybe he'll have one of those high power clients that we can beat up on our podcast.
0: Oh, that would be sweet. I would love to take advantage of that. He's going to do well. You know, I've had the chance to meet him and talk to him a couple of times. He makes such a great presentation. I think he's going to attract a lot of really good clients. Yeah. Shout so, out
1: to Intrusive Sports. That's that's his agency. Uh, Intrusive there Sports. Go. There
0: we go. Yeah. Well, all right. Hey, uh, we're going to wrap things up and uh, keep an eye out for our next podcast. We would like to say uh, thank you, of course to a few people and uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on apple podcasts it helps us get the word out about westcliffe athletics and we thank you for your support our thanks as always goes to brandon peterson our sound engineer he's the one that makes us sound as good as we are and my co-host as always our dean of athletics sean harris thanks for joining me and i am sherm dog david Shermet head baseball coach at Westcliff University. Thanks for listening. Keep an ear out for the next podcast coming up soon.
1: I've been in my MIA. They can't take my spot before they take me to the grave. Swear yeah. it's been too long, yeah, I can't recall your name. I've been working so hard, I'm just trying to get away. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing, won't you tell me where you've been? You been? If you've got an issue, we can go and solve it i